Come on. Quick ask before we get started today. I am working to help people lead happier and more contented lives. My part of that is money. So if you enjoyed today's episode or if you've enjoyed past episodes, please take a minute and leave a quick review on iTunes. Subscribe. That helps uh, the show climb up the rankings and helps more people uh, find it. So thanks a lot. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong and powerful Scott and Bethany Palmer. Scott and Bethany, are you ready to do this? Let's do it. We are ready. Excellent. So Let's glad to be with you. Yeah, I'm excited to have you guys. Well, Scott and Bethany are known as the money couple. They have over 50 years of combined financial experience. They are the authors of The Five Money Personalities, and they are experts in helping couples get past money issues. I'm excited to have both of you on. Scott and Bethany, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Well, we are so glad to be with you today and so passionate about the message that we're going to be sharing today. You know, Scott and I uh, started out as uh, financial planners, and we were financial planners for for many, many years. And uh, actually, the whole story started, interestingly enough, with one couple. Um, this one couple got us to where we are uh, today. That was really the springboard. Honey, you want to share that story? Yeah, sure, absolutely. So this couple was kind of like that rock star couple that was doing everything right. He had a... Um, a very successful business, uh, a very successful technology business here in the Springs. And uh, so they came in as a couple and we had all the graphs ready to go and Beth and I we were, were doing just, a review. They were doing their financial review and they, you know, they were on such an amazing financial path because every one of the boxes in their financial life uh, were checked. And so basically they came in and I don't know if you have ever experienced this where you have somebody come in and there's just so much tension it's and awful. it's just miserable. Awful. Yeah. So I'm thinking in my mind, oh man, I wonder if they got into a fight in the elevator on the way up <laughs> or, you know, what's going there's on. It was obviously a it problem. It was obviously right. not good. So about five or 10 minutes into the review, I just said, you know, are you guys okay? Do we need to talk about something? Can we help you in any way? And she just blurted out, well, Scott, actually, we're not really here for a review. We're here to get our assets split up. Mm. And I was like, Oh, and we're getting a divorce and here's the qualified domestic relations order. And Beth and I are like, oh, so, you know, it was awkward before. Now it's completely and totally awkward. (laughs) And so I just blurt out, you know, well, why are you guys getting a divorce? Because we had known this couple for a long time. They were a great couple. They still are great. But um, basically what happened was then she transitioned and said, listen, we just can't get along about money. We just... We argue about money all the time. We fight about money. We can't get along about money. And then we really spent the rest of the time doing exactly what the Quadro had asked us to do in splitting up these assets. And and it bothered Beth and I so mm-hmm. much because, you know, as a financial advisor, you're getting split up over money. We're like, what did we miss? What did we not do? So I called him a couple days later and I said, I just need to give you me a, give have you give me a couple examples of what does that really mean you're getting divorced you're getting divorced over money when let's be honest you have a ton of it yeah and all the boxes are checked i said just give me two examples he says i'll give you the first one it's super easy coffee (laughs) i was like what and he said coffee and i'm like okay what does that even mean he said scott for the last 10 years 
you know me. I love to go to my favorite barista, get my $5 cup of coffee. It's, I mean, it starts my day off perfect. And I said, yeah, what's the problem? He says, every day for the last 10 years, she meets me at the door with a thermos of coffee and says, don't buy that expensive coffee. I brewed this. It only costs 25 cents <laughs> every single day. And I said, wow. I mean, I could see where that would kind of, you know, get a little aggravating. Sure. He said the second example is lunch. Now, and these this, are just examples. This, right. These, these are just like personal five examples. or six would happen a day. Yeah. It just rolled mm. off his tongue like this is normal. And he said, you know, lunches. And I will give this guy this much. He knew how to do lunches. He used them to network. He always had a group of, of, of business people there. It's how he grew his business. And he said, every night when I get home, it's where did you go to lunch? Who went? How much did it cost? Did you pay or did they pay? And he said, you know what, Scott? I'm successful at what I do. I love what I do. I just can't handle this anymore. And she can't handle it either. And that's those are just two real quick examples of why we're splitting up. And he said, I'd give you 100 more but those are just the first two that come to my mind. And that really started us off on the journey. I mean, the journey to say, okay, what? I, I, we, we, I remember we went on the internet and we were like, there's no resources to help couples understand their differences. And Scott and I had a lot of differences right. too. And we, we, we were just like, it's just like, it, so that's the story. That's what got us to where we are today to say and and all of the resources and and discovering that everybody has two of the five money personalities and that if each couple can understand their own money personalities but then understand their spouses as well now we have a chance to actually be able to label and identify where the differences stem so we have a chance to get on the same page. You know, 70% of divorces we found out are due to money differences. It's not lack of money, it's money differences. It's how you view everyday money decisions differently. That's what's breaking up our marriages all around our country. And we're on a mission to stop that because we really know that we have the resources, we have the information, we have the tools and the research that can really bring couples together once and for all and stop all this fighting and bickering and arguing. Got it. And I appreciate that very much. And 70% of divorced couples cite money as a reason behind it. That doesn't surprise me necessarily, but that's an awfully big number. It's a very big number. I guess it's one of those things that pops into my mind is how you do one thing is how you do everything. It's not coffee or lunch. It's just that it's that is it as easy as to say that sometimes one person is a spender and one is a saver? Well, you know, we have identified five money personalities and okay. I wish it was that simple. <laughs> sure. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. And the thing that's really interesting, you know, we've been doing this for a number of years now and we used to just kind of stop at the primary money personality. But we identified and learned that it's really a person's combination that makes them unique. So Whereas we have five money personalities and we can quickly go through them, everybody actually has two and their two can actually kind of be polar opposites. So understanding this is just so key and we can give you some examples of like especially with ourselves of, of how we've worked through this, um, these differences. That'd be great. So first of all, we have the five money personalities. Um, there's, like I said, there's five of them. Um, the first one is a saver. 
And a saver is a person who loves to save, but also likes other people to save as well. Sure. You know, those people who uh, saving money is always coming out of their mouth. Uh, those are your probably primary savers. Uh, the second one is a spender, total opposite of a saver. I mean, a spender does not think about saving. They don't even think about it. And as a matter of fact, they like to spend money not only on themselves, but they also love to give gifts. And that's something that's been very interesting in all of our research of how many couples argue about gift giving. Hmm. It's crazy. Um, because that one person has that natural propensity to want to give. So they're that spender. So saver, spender. The third one is a risk taker. Now, these are people who love to take risks. Now, they can be big risks, like big money risks and things like that. But it also can be like small everyday risks, like... Um, uh, what a new restaurant. A new restaurant. That's a great example. A new restaurant, uh, something new, something different. They always kind of like things a little bit different. They will never go on the exact same vacation twice. That right. is torture to them. That is a great, great example. <laughs> the fourth one is a security seeker, which is polar opposite of a risk taker. Security seeker, they want to go to the same restaurant. They want to go to the same vacation place. They love that plan. They're right. all about planning. <laughs> and then the fifth one, we, we identified that there's a, a, a percent, about 10% of people have um, what we call a flyer. And a flyer is a person who, the reason we called it that is because they fly by the seat of their pants when it comes to money. They really don't they don't connect with money issues. I mean, it's just not kind of part of their DNA, but um, they really value relationships over money. Hmm. They, they are not really thinking about the money component. They're thinking about relationships. So let me give you an example of how this has worked in, in our life. So I'm a primary spender. So I like to spend money. I love to give gifts. As a matter of fact, I'm having my um, girlfriend is coming out from California. I'm flying her out here and we're going to have a great time together for um, her birthday. Nice. That's something a spender would do. I mean, sure. that's just, you know, I mean, that's just something that, that a spender would do. But secondarily, I'm a risk taker. So I love to do kind of things that are different. So like with my girlfriend, we're going to, you know, go up for a couple of days to a place that not a lot of people go. So it's for fun. So it's just, that's just who I am and how I'm made up. Now, Scott, on the other hand, so he's a primary spender, just like me, so he loves to give gifts, so we don't have that in, in, in problems, but he's secondarily a security seeker, Okay. so he needs a plan. So before we discovered the money personalities and even knew about them, this is where we would totally bump heads. I would want to go for it, do something different, and Scott would not, and he would... <laughs> you know, very much be a no person. And so like, I would like talk about my ideas. And it's the other thing about risk takers is they don't necessarily do all their ideas, but they like to talk about them. And so, you know, I would talk to Scott about my ideas or whatever. And after a while he would, you know, just, no, no, we can't do that. And no, 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 no. And you know, what's interesting is that after a while I stopped telling him about my ideas. Okay. And we believe that this right here where I'm talking about, that's that the crossroads. That is where couples start Starting slipping point. apart. Yeah. 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 Because it's like, I don't want to hear no anymore. And that's he's a he's a you know joy kill. So mm -hmm. I mean I'm gonna stop telling him my ideas. And so once we realized this, oh my gosh, it was such a game changer for us. You know, I we we learned that like 
he, he can listen to him and he can be open to him, but I can't tell him to him at 10 o'clock at night when he's tired, you know, <laughs> right. just stuff like that. And just, oh my gosh, it's just been so great. And then I can realize and accept that Scott needs a plan. He, he, we're not going to go, you know, to spur the moment, everything, you know, every once in a while spur the moment. Yes. But not all the time that that really gives him a lot that's unnerving to him. And so this is so much more and deeper than just, you know, dollar bills. This is like your life. This is your everyday communication. You know, often we hear people say and couples say, you know, we're getting divorced because we just grew apart. And I think what Bethany just described is how couples start growing apart when they feel like their money personality is being attacked. They just start stop talking about it. And the thing that, you know, you know this better than than anyone I mean, money affects just about every decision that we make in the day. For sure. I mean, I, I just, um, this morning I was up super duper early and I was I was coming back from the gym around 5.30 and I was like, you know, I could swing into this place and grab a protein shake or I could just grab a protein shake when I get home. Well, I waited to get home to do that. You know, the, But there's a money component. But there's a that. money component to that. We've got to get the dog cleaned up because we have company coming in town. Well, there's a money component to that. So I had probably four or five money decisions made before I think either of my teenage boys had even rolled over. <laughs> and so, you know, that money affects every aspect of our lives. And that's why, especially as couples, it is so easy to have so much conflict about money. And often what we find is that someone in the relationship will just shut down and stop talking about it. And the other person will just take over and control it. And these money personalities, it was, it was really fun creating these money personalities because we just talked to anybody that would talk to us as far as couples. And so we we took probably seven to eight years of data, gave that to a statistical scientist at Stanford and said, we've got these money personalities. Here's all these surveys. How do we quantify this for people? How do we put, you know, uh, an opportunity for them to really just sit down, take an assessment and see what their money personalities are. So we created a money personality um, assessment online for couples to take. Takes no more than 10 minutes. I think the average person, it takes about eight minutes. But what we found is over the last couple of years that we've had this and over 300,000 people have taken it. Wow. 80%, 80% of all couples are in relationships and either married or in a relationship with their money opposite. So. Now the 70% divorce rate makes a lot of sense to us mm -hmm. because at first when I heard that statistic, I was like, wow, that is a lot. But then when you find out 80% of all relationships are married to their money opposite, makes total sense. Yeah, and that certainly does. It's mildly shocking that I, I suppose it's, I, I hate to use trite little sayings, but opposites attract and apparently apparently that's true here as well. So. Well, it's so true. And, you know, one of the things that we say, because we hear that so much, opposites attract. But then here's the thing. After you get married and then you're, all your money personalities are bumping up against each other, then opposites attack. Sure. And all of a sudden you're attacking <laughs> each other. Right. And so um, just, you know, so such a, an important component, you know, a, a lot of people I mean, we obviously have an opposite dynamic in our relationship. Most of us do. I mean, that just makes life a little bit more exciting. Mm, for sure. But if you're sure. going into the relationship or if you're in a relationship with your eyes wide open with what you're dealing with, 
it's just so much easier. I mean, I, you know, and a lot of people ask us, you know, well, do your money personalities change? No, they don't. And we have proof of that. We studied uh, children and their Halloween candy and cause that's kind of kids, uh, form of currency. And they do like, for example, when I was a kid, I would eat my candy really fast <laughs> and I would trade it with my brother trade, you know, a Snickers for a Reese's or whatever. And I, no one told me to do that. So that was ingrained in me. It's in my DNA. I'm not going to change. Now, can I learn the attributes of the other money personalities? Absolutely. Do I have saver? You know, am I a saver? Yes, I am because, but I forced myself to do it. It does not come naturally. Am I a security seeker in me? Yeah, I have some in there. I've learned a lot from Scott. And you know what? Frankly, I wish I had more flyer in me. I wish I put relationships over money more than I do. So, you know, it's in order to be a, a really understand yourself um, and become more well-rounded when it comes to your money personality, it's just crucial to, to know where you are and where you start. And that's yeah, how yeah. it all begins. That's, it's absolutely the starting point of identifying mm-hmm figuring out the way that, 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 that you are wired. And this certainly does Absolutely. that. And then you'll figure out or at least start the process of here's how I can do a better job of, of communicating and making sure that, that a, I'm not driving my spouse crazy by right. yelling at her about buying coffee or whatever. And, and right. B, I'm able to communicate what's important to me so that he, that your spouse would be able to better understand all that. So I think it's such an important starting point. Absolutely. You know, I was, um, I was getting a pedicure, um, a couple few weeks ago and there were two ladies sitting next to me. They were friends. And she literally said that she says, I just can't believe Mike. I send him to the <laughs> store to get milk and he comes home with milk and candy bars and all this stuff that we don't need. And I just can't believe it. He does it every time. And then her friend said, Oh, I know Todd does the same thing. It just drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there going, it's his money personality. Don't send him to the store. He's just probably a primary spender. Don't send him to the store if you don't <laughs> want him to get more things. And so um, it's just, it's things like that. And and we're just, you know, because Scott and I are so attuned to it. Oh my goodness. We could just, it's everywhere. You could just hear people talking about their money personalities just all the time and they don't even know it. And uh, criticizing their, their loved ones, the person that they committed their life to, uh, over it. So, um, and it's really the beginning of the end for a lot of, uh, couples. Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely see that. Well, Scott and Bethany, Savage Nation is ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them? I would say the difference making tip is learning and diving into your money personalities. And I think it's so true, not only as an individual, but it's so true as a couple too. Bethany had a mentor one time that said to her, you know, you need to become a PhD on your spouse. And what we have found is that once you really know who you are, then you have the opportunity to even get a better PhD on your spouse and really understand who they are and how those money personalities are affecting your relationship. Amen. Yeah, I think that is great stuff. That definitely gets a come on. Come on. Scott and Bethany, (laughs) (laughs) thank you guys so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you and where can they take the assessment? Absolutely. Go to themoneycouple.com slash money savage. So it's themoneycouple.com slash money savage and it will be right there for you. Excellent. 
Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Scott and Bethany your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to themoneycouple.com slash moneysavage and take the assessment. And then you will know, like Scott said, yes. it only takes eight to 10 minutes. So invest <laughs> the time to do that. Well, thank you again, Scott and Bethany. Thank you. Our pleasure. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Before I go, quick announcement. I've been asked by so many people over the past couple of years about how do I start a podcast that I've developed and released a course that will teach you exactly how to do that step-by-step from figuring out the kind of show that you want to have to understanding how all the technology works behind it, and then how to get great guests and uh, keep the thing moving and how to grow it. So if you're interested in that, check it out. You can go to georgegrombacher.com forward slash podcast course, and you'll find it there. You can just go to the website. I'll also list that in the notes of the show. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing. Leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on.